Hey, you're listening to the Love Fiercely podcast. My name is Keila Craft Ambrose. This is a place to grow, be inspired, and to go deeper in the things of God. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody. So today I wanted to talk about why doing the right thing sometimes is so hard. (laughs) And I don't know about you, but sometimes I know the right thing to do, and I just feel like I can't do the right thing. Even though I know the right thing to do, it just takes a lot for me to actually act on it, whether it's having a good attitude in a moment or being nice to somebody that I don't like. Um, And, you know, in Romans 7.15, we see Paul write about this. He says, for I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do everything I hate. And I think a lot of times in life, you know, we don't understand the dynamic between our flesh and our spirit, that it's constantly, you know, not going to line up because what your flesh wants to gratify itself is different than what your spirit wants to do. And because we are spirit, soul, and body, we're always going to have this internal fight against our flesh and against our spirit. And, you know, in the Bible, it talks about in James four seventeen. it says, so whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it for him, it is sin. And that's really confronting because a lot of times we think of sin as, well, I did this really bad thing, or I know I shouldn't have done this. And it's like murder, or I don't know, something really blatant that's a sin. But in the Bible, what it's telling us right here in James is if you know the right thing to do and you don't do it, it's sin. What is sin? Sin actually just means to miss the mark. And if you think about sin, it's not like I've done something so bad that I can never be forgiven. All The only reason why sin is a big deal to God is because sin separates you from God. It's not because you become a bad person. It's because you're choosing something instead of God and it's separating you from your connection and relationship with God. And that's why God cares so much about sin. God doesn't want us to be separated from him. He doesn't want us to be at a distance. And that's what sin does. It keeps us at a distance. We can't be at a distance from God and also still be in close relationship with him. And so that's why even something as simple as doing the right thing in a small moment is such a big deal. And I'm not saying this to freak you out, to make you think, well, I'm sinning all the time, but we're flawed humans. And you know, success or doing the right thing in any moment is not some easy feat. You know, we hear things like, just buck up and do it. Just do the right thing. And it's not always easy to do the right thing. At times it can be hard, even if you know what the right thing is. You know, a bad personal experience with somebody or a stressful work environment can make us to question our own morals. It could make us you know, have a challenging moment to actually be able to execute consistently what we know we should do because life happens at a fast pace at times. And it's natural to react to experiences or make a quick choice that we shouldn't really make. And by choosing to relieve a temporary uncomfort or uncomfortableness um, with a decision to either get you out of trouble or to go with your flesh in the moment, it's not going to help you get long-term where you want to be. And, you know, sometimes our view of the world 
isn't really how it should be. Sometimes we're viewing the world with a victim mentality, so we're, we're responding out of a victim mentality, or we're responding out of a poor me mentality, if that makes more sense to you, or this always happens to me mentality, or I'm the one that always deals with this, or you'll never understand what I've been through type of mentality. And, you know, I think one of the most freeing things that I've learned and I'm still learning in my life is there's an easy way to do things in our life and there's a challenging way. And most of the time, the easy way to do things is not going to be the right way. We can blame other people for our mistakes or refuse to take correction or lead ourselves away from these bad decisions, but we have to choose what kind of results we want in our life and we get to decide the kind of person that we want to be. And doing the right thing is always the right thing to do. Because doing the wrong thing, even if it's small and you can justify it in your mind, will give you results that I promise you, you don't want. And the lifestyle, the results, and the person that you become when you're not making the right decisions, it might look like it's just a few short moments. And a wrong decision can even feel incredibly right. But if something feels right to your flesh, it's never right for your spirit. Because your flesh and your spirit, to be completely honest, will not ever agree. Your flesh always wants something that's going to make it feel better and it's going to gratify it. And what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is um, it feels good to hold on to unforgiveness to your flesh. It feels good to stay angry to your flesh. It feels good to have your feelings hurt. Even though you don't want to have your feelings hurt, it feels good to your flesh because you know why your feelings are hurt and you feel justified in it. But you know, the Bible talks a lot about in Isaiah and Romans and Matthew, I'm going to read some of these to you, but it talks a lot about how to overcome these things and how to gratify your spirit and not your flesh. And doing the right thing will not feel good to your flesh a lot of times because it's not going to gratify it. You know, in Isaiah 117, it says, learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless. And I like the beginning of this because it says, learn to do good. You know, a lot of times we know the right thing to do, but we can't or we're not able to or capable of pushing ourselves into doing the good or doing the right thing. And in Romans 12, 21, it tells us, do not overcome evil, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So what that shows me is that even if a moment or a situation or a person is wrong, you don't let that thing overcome you to the point that you respond with evil, but you respond to evil, you respond to wrong things, you respond to the injustices, you respond to the things that would make you want to do the wrong thing you respond with good. And in Colossians 3.17, it says, And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Give thanks to God the Father through him. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, I, I'm not always living my life like whatever I do in word or deed. So what that means is whatever you speak, whatever you actually act on, do it in the name of Jesus. That's a really confronting thought for me because I'm not doing everything that I do in the name of God. And if I'm not doing it in the name of God or for God or for my spirit and being led by my spirit, what that's showing me is I'm doing it for myself. And if I'm doing something for myself, 
it's probably not going to line up with what's the right thing because I'm looking to gratify my flesh. And it's just a very difficult thing to recognize because I think it's a very, it's just a very, very short moment that we have to make these decisions to do the right thing. So, you know, we can hear, like I've said earlier, the statements like step up and do the right thing or just do the right thing. But when it comes to the moment, I think doing the right thing can be pretty painful. And doing the right thing isn't always clear to us. I think in your spirit, if you're led by God, you can have this still small voice, which is the Holy Spirit, that kind of pushes you and prompts you, but you have to be in tune with it to actually listen, and you have to be strong enough to not go with something that's going to make your flesh feel good. And I'll just tell you, it's never going to feel good up front to do the right thing. It's going to cost you something. It's hard to do the right thing, but being successful has always been about doing the hard things. Being somebody who can lead other people is always going to be difficult because you're going to have to pay a price that no one else is paying. Otherwise, everyone else would be a leader. You know, I think even sometimes for me, something that I'm learning to do is apologize when I get it wrong and when I don't make that hard choice up front and I I don't do the right thing, acknowledging it and fixing it and then moving forward because even where there even when there's problems in our life, you know, it's not just like you're going to be perfect all the time. And I don't think God expects us to be perfect. I think, you know, uh in 1 Corinthians 11, 1 through 2, it says, "Be imitators of me, as I am of Christ. Now I commend you. Remember me in everything and maintain the traditions even as I have delivered them to you." So there's certain traditions, quote unquote, or ways that Jesus was that he wants us to remember, you know, through the leaders that he's put in our life, through the word of God, through through different things that even the Holy Spirit teaches us, because the Holy Spirit can teach you things that are just for you. Um, but even with that, like in your life, if you think in decisions where you're not sure what the right thing is to do, you can also think, is this going to imitate Christ? Is it going to reflect God? Am I doing it in the name of God or am I doing it in the name of myself? Because if I'm doing it in the name of myself and to gratify myself, it's probably not the right decision. If it's going to be an easy decision for you, unless you are just holier than thou, (laughs) it's probably going to be a little bit difficult because anything that's going to be the right thing is not always going to feel the greatest. But you know what's really cool is whenever you get on the other side of that right decision and you're able to look back and you're able to see, oh, I did the right thing and you're able to see the fruit of it, it feels great. It doesn't feel great when you've made that wrong decision and you haven't done the right thing and you see the fruit of it and you're like, wow, that was the wrong decision. Whether it was getting in a relationship, whether it was going to that party or whether it was being friends with that person that you know you shouldn't be friends with, you know, Hebrews 10, 26 says, for if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the, the knowledge of truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for our sins. So basically what you're saying is what God did for me and the freedom that he's given me isn't worth accessing right now and it's not worth my time. Wow. So if we know the right thing to do and we don't do it, you're basically rejecting what Jesus did for you. Because you're saying, I'd rather go my own way than walk in the way of freedom. I'd rather go my own way than to 
walk with a victorious mindset and walk into the place that God has for me that might cost me something up front, but in the long run is going to benefit me. What I'll tell you is there's two different ways. So if you do the right thing and you're following God, it's going to cost you something up front, but you're going to experience fruit on the other side. If you're not going to do the right thing, there will be no upfront cost. There will be seemingly fruit in the front part of that decision, whether it's being with that person or doing that thing or having that thing, whatever it is. There will be fruit up front and no cost, and there will be a cost on the other side. And for me, I'd rather pay an upfront cost and then have fruit than not know what the cost is going to be on the other side. You know, sometimes people think, well, I want to do the right thing, but the devil or the enemy is getting at me and I have no control. Well, let me encourage you with something as we end. In James 4, 7, it says, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So a lot of people say this scripture and they focus on, I think, the wrong part of the scripture. They focus on resisting the devil and he will flee from you. And they focus on, well, I'm going to resist the devil. I'm going to resist the devil. I'm going to resist that temptation. I'm going to resist that temptation. And they're focused on the resisting instead of focusing on the action that's the first statement in the scripture, which is submit yourselves to God. Because if you submit yourself to God, you don't have to even resist the devil because you're already submitted to God. So what that shows me is it's in the submission that the resisting happens because you're choosing God over the enemy. You're choosing God over your way. You're choosing the right thing over the wrong thing. And it doesn't even say that you have to defeat the enemy. It doesn't say that you're going to have to do anything specific except for submit to God. So when you submit to God, when you do things in the name of God, when you follow your spirit, when you pay that price up front for God, the devil will flee. He has no power in your life. So the freedom comes and the power comes in the submission, not in the resisting. So, so many of us are focused on the resisting and on, I got to do the right thing. I got to do the right thing. And we're not focusing on the submitting to God and doing things in the name of God. And therefore we miss it. And we keep going through this cycle of, I just keep doing the wrong things. And I, I'm mad at myself and I hate the things that I'm doing and I can't get out of it. But what we don't realize is that it's our submission. It's a submission issue more than it is an action issue. If you're submitted to God, the enemy will flee. He has no power. You know, in Deuteronomy 31, 8, it says, It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. So let me encourage you as we end this episode. No matter what you're going through in life, no matter what you face in life, it's as, if it's as simple as driving in the car, if it's as simple as interacting with coworkers or people in your life or people that God places in your path or dealing with frustrations in your life right now, let me tell you, God's already gone before you. He's already made a way and he's going to be with you and he's never going to leave you. So we don't have to be fearful of making the wrong decision. That would be a lie that the enemy would tell you, even as you're listening to this podcast of, well, doing the right thing is important and we need to do the right thing first. And so you already sometimes feel defeated because you're like, well, I'm not even going to be able to do the right thing because I'm not strong enough. The Bible talks about how God's power is made perfect in our weakness. So if you just recognize you're weak and that you need God and you submit to him, it's not like he's going to do it for you, but he's going to give you the strength and the power that you need to make it happen. So you don't need to be fearful. You don't need to be dismayed, as the scripture says, because as you submit to God, the enemy will flee. 
He will have no power over your life and over your situation. And you're going to find yourself doing more of the right things quicker because you're going to be submitted to him and it won't be about you. It'll be about what God can do in the moment. And you'll pay that upfront cost instead of that cost after the fact of making the wrong decision. So hopefully that helps you. I'm trying to do the right thing quicker and it's hard to do the right thing, but that's because sometimes I'm too focused on what's going to make me feel good and not what's actually right to do in the moment. So I'm trying to get quicker at it. I'm trying to do it in a faster way. (laughs) And like Isaiah 117 says, I'm learning to do good (laughs) quicker. So hope you have a great day. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Love Fiercely podcast. I would love for you to subscribe to personally receive weekly encouragement. Also, check out my blog at keelacraftambrose.com for monthly content. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at keelacraftambrose.com.